0: Well, our moms think we're funny. You were saying something about hey, Ian. yeah, hey everyone. Hey,
1: everybody. hey everyone, I'm a Comey. My name is Turk 2 too. I'm cool. I hang around with a cool guy. <laughs> so uh, we are back with part two of uh, Ask Reddit. Yeah, and uh, we didn't get very far as far as you know the different Reddit questions. Um, so we decided to do a two-parter and ask some more questions. We can kind of blog down in, like, the what you would do. You know, like, that was, that was just one thing. I'm there, Like, you were, like, you know, family member and I was like, you know, I brought the threesome thing and I was like, uh, what? Yeah, the threesome thing and I was like, yeah, yeah. well, I think you said you couldn't do that, too. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, I'm trying to think, what is it, what is it that I couldn't do Like in any kind of like, like any kind of like hardcore male SM, like even female SM stuff, you know, like the, like the really heavy candle wax, feel. like oh, the, like yeah. needle piercing and, you know, like putting your balls in a vice and she's like, no, nope, 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 nope. And clown porn. Clown, clown porn. <laughs> man. You don't, you don't like haunt girls. <laughs> nope. Unless it's murder hatchet girls.
0: Yeah, murder hatchet girls. There's hatch drug in the house. Yeah.
1: Um. I do like mime porn <laughs> because it's just it's just quiet. <laughs> the great thing about mime porn is that, like, you, you know, like if you're watching porn or you think you have to turn the volume down real low and it's like in this like can you still hear it? And you do, like, the test where, like, you turn it down low and you just, like, casually walk out of your room and, like, go to the kitchen and then you walk back <laughs> and you say, like, can I hear it? You know? <laughs> then you turn down one more notch to where, like, like any other time I wouldn't be able to hear anything at, like, the one level volume. Like, just the one. I wouldn't be able to hear anything. But I can hear porn at one, you know? Like, <laughs> yep. nothing else. I could be watching, like, a Michael Bay movie have it at one. I still can't hear not an explosion, not nothing. <laughs> What I love about about mime porn is that I don't have to turn the volume. I can turn the volume all the way. I can put that shit in stereo like Dolby, like, you know, like <laughs> THX. It's just quiet.
0: Yeah, whereas with clown porn, it's like a bike horn honking every time there's a thrust. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the thing is, with the clown porn, you never know if it's just going to be one-on-one or if it's going to be like an orgy. They just start pulling out of that car. It's like, oh, the, the guy and the girl on a date. No, no, he brought his friend along. And, 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 and then there's another guy. I'm like, oh, shit. I still only see one girl here. You know, <laughs> she's going to be busy. You um, clown
0: key.
1: And I don't know. Maybe I was being trolled. I don't know. But there was one, like, uh, mind porn that I was watching. And the guy was struggling to get the condom open. And I was like, dude, really? I'm like, just use your teeth. And <laughs> Your expression is like I'm just waiting. This is <laughs> because just pretending that he's opening up a condom <laughs> because it's a <some> mind porn. <laughs>
0: so it's it's invisible, I right? Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> I was just I was waiting for you to finish. I didn't feel like I had to. <laughs> He'll get to it any minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm
1: waiting. Yeah, the the one thing I don't like is watching is female solo mind form stuff. <laughs> I'm like, because there's so much imagination involved. I'm oh, yeah. Like, you know, I'm just like, to like, man, like, how big is it? Like, it's like, what color is it? Like, I I, I don't know. It's just ugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's one. Women of Reddit. What makes men instantly unattractive?
0: Um. I mean, I'm not a woman, so I don't know if I can answer this. <laughs> it's like when when he says,
1: um, do you think you paid for dinner this time? <laughs> and they're like, uh, no. And I want a divorce. Like, damn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um... and I'm not trying to be mean when I call you a bitch. I mean that in the nicest way. <laughs> I mean that
0: in a complimentary for,
1: way for for a bitch like you.
0: I mean, I I mean I, I can't speak from a woman's perspective here, uh but probably big old man titties. Those those are a problem. Like, like bobhead bitch tits. Yeah, that's yeah. What gonna say. Oh, yeah. I have to uh, go got back
1: to. in and drain the fluid. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, that's that's a pretty big one. And uh dudes like not having a discernible neck. Hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Makes you instantly unattractive. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm not. am not a woman either. So kind of hard me to
0: Maybe when they like stick their dicks into like. Hamsters or turtles or something. Uh, of course, I don't know if I think of that as like, oh, that's unattractive. I usually think, like, well, that's damn weird.
1: What's well, the hamster? Is it the turtle or just a turtle shell?
0: I don't know. I didn't think this through that far. <laughs> Sorry. I'm <was> just <laughs> asking questions, dude. <laughs> we got hairy pussy. We got
1: snappin' pussy. <laughs> if we don't got it, you don't want it. Come on in, pussy lovers. <laughs> I see. Um, what have you seen in the woods that you can't explain? (laughs) This (laughs) dude. Um, what have I seen in the woods that I can't explain? Um,
0: I don't really go walking through the woods. Um. I saw something running through the woods once while my sister was driving. So it was before I had my license. And for years, we joked that it was like a chupacabra. Because we had no idea what else it was. We live in a rural area. So, like, we've, we've seen it all. You know, I mean, we've seen foxes. We've seen bobcats. We've seen mountain lions. You name it, we've seen it in our area. And uh, it was... It was something. It was like, uh, it, it, it was weird. It was some kind of four-legged furry critter, but it wasn't a dog, because we know dogs. Right. It wasn't a farm animal, because we were farm kids. We knew farm animals, and it was not feline. It, it was weird. It was just weird. Hmm. Like a, like a weird half-hair, half-dog kind of thing. It was freaky. I had no clue what it was.
1: So, this is going to sound like like, a, like something I'm just making up. And I, I'm not. And it happened to my friend and I. And uh, I don't think he saw it, but I did. But I, I still can't swear to this day that I saw what I think I saw. Um, but we never did anything about it because I, I couldn't swear to it. And then I couldn't find it. But we were going down the road. Uh, he was driving. And it was at night. And we were going down the road. And this was in the woods. Um, and this car had pulled up... Um, I guess because he was driving, so it was on the driver's side. i pull up on his side because um, I could look into the passenger window, and there was a girl in the passenger window, and it looked like she had duct, duct tape over her mouth. <laughs> now, it could have been the seatbelt.
0: Could have been, yeah.
1: But it looked like she had duct tape over her mouth, and the car went away. And by the time it kind of registered in my head, and I was like, I think you on duct tape over her mouth. And he's like, wait, like, I mean, but I can't know, find the car. And, and I was like, uh, it's like shitting. And it was like, I don't know. Like, I mean I could have I could have seen a girl that was being kidnapped, or it could have been a seatbelt, mm-hmm. or uh, I mean it could have been it could have been anything. She could have made maybe had a scarf for her mouth, or I don't know. But I, I was like I couldn't explain. I mean I don't know what it was I saw, but I even saw what I think I saw. Right. So right. that was that was kind of bothered me. So I'm like like you know, let's just say for that moment, she's like. That guy saw me. We locked eyes. He saw me. I'm going to get rescued. And nothing ever happened. (laughs) That sucked. My bad.
0: Drop the ball (laughs) in that one. Sorry, guys. Um, I didn't see it, but I heard it when I was a kid. Um, in In the woods, like across the river in front of our house, me and my sister heard a satanic ritual going on. Really? Like bongo drums, like just blood-curdling screams. There were some gunshots. Freaky as hell scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. And if I recall correctly, we uh, either, I'm assuming it was my mom, called the cops. And they basically said, as long as they're not actively hurting anybody, there's nothing we can do about it. It's like, well... They don't sound like happy screams. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what to tell
1: you here. My grandparents lived in this uh, in this neighborhood. Um, it was just regular like neighborhood, but there was a um, there was a bus route on the corner. Bus went down, and It was like a, and that was like a pretty direct like shot. You'd t- you take that street, and it would take you like you know like through kind of the the, the suburb part of the city or the um, town, uh, and then to like where the the mall and stuff was. But then the next block over two blocks over was a was a major like um uh like street like you know two mm-hmm. three lane street so and they lived like in the like the the housing area um like they're right before that. Yep. So it's still like a like little sub I guess you call it subdivision, but it was just like houses, you know. Um and there was an alley behind their house. But so their house was face the street and then um, behind the house was the uh, was the garage. And it was maybe like a two car garage. And you would access to the garage from the alley. Mm-hmm. So you go in the alley and then and then the houses on both sides of them well, were both fenced. And so the on the if you're facing the house on the right side you can walk around the house, you could walk around the house and stuff, you know, there's grass and stuff, and then there's the next one every yard is fenced off and then yeah. it would you there was the uh the um the garage. And but that's far they just went to the garage, you'd have to go around the garage. They didn't um because the garage was right against the fence. So on the left side though, you could walk from the sidewalk and there's like a little kind of path or like like a paved path mm-hmm. you could walk up. But you're talking like a space of like maybe Four or five feet. I mean, right, between right. between their house and the, and the next neighbor's house, right? Right. So not very much. So not very much space at all. And then that you could walk that, and it would take you right down, right past the house. You know, right beside the neighbor's fence. You know, between the two, of them, and then past the garage to the alley. Right. Right. So I remember one night I was at my grandparents' house, and we were sleeping in the back bedroom, and the back bedroom was on the right side of the house, and. There was a a light um, on the back of the garage. So, and it's shining into the backyard between the the house and the garage. Yeah. And I remember there was this figure that walked along the right side of the house. And you could just see the silhouette past the window and past the other windows. And the thing is that that back bedroom, there's actually a door there that led outside. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it's one of those weird, like, old people houses that, like, had, like, five different doors to the house. Like, why do you need so many goddamn doors to the house? Like, you <laughs> don't. You don't need that many doors. Like, no one needs a door to the bedroom. Like, there was the front door. Then there was the back door. The back room had two back doors.
0: Oh, yeah, one of those.
1: So, it was, like, it was like the back door here that, that was, like, what you call the utility room where the, like, the uh, washer and dryer was. But it was just big enough for, like, the washer and dryer and, like, you, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a couple other things. But then, right next to that, were the stairs that led down to the basement. There was a door right there for the basement. Like, the doors are next to each other. There's all, like, three feet in that. It was like probably two feet between the two doorways. Yep. You didn't need two damn doors. Like, who was in so much of a hurry? But, like, I gotta get in the basement. Do you mind? <laughs> like, just use the other door. Like, no. So, you had two doors there, you had the front door. Then, on that one side, you had a door. Mm hmm. There was another door on the opposite side. that was in the living room. Like, oh my God, the house ever caught on fire and someone burned it beside the house. Like, it, I have no sympathy for them. There's no reason why you couldn't have gotten out to the, the house. You were five fucking doors. There's no reason why you had to die. Oh my goodness. So, but but the thing is, on, the, on that right side, though. He just went to the backyard and he had to still go around the garage. Yeah. So who was walking that close to the house in the middle of the fucking night? <laughs> like, and I'm so and then of course with that door being right there, too. I'm watching I'm like, mm-hmm. Somebody coming to that door? Like, no, but like, why are you walking this close to the damn house? Yeah. <laughs> that's some shit that's gonna keep you up at night, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably someone just cut in between houses and realize that, oh, this one doesn't lead directly to the to the alley or whatever. But even still, even more than that. The house, the house that was to the left of it, there's a there was an alleyway that that ran there. So if you just walk one more like like house over, they like one more house over, there was like the big wide alleyway that you could have taken to get to the like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks for freaking me out as a kid, asshole. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why like now I have like a phobia like silhouettes. You should see me in Michael's man. They have like the picture frames. I just like, just like stand the shit out of those. <laughs> so that's
0: why you screamed during that one part of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> was, I, I just I mean, it was like I think it was just like
1: I see them like la 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 <laughs> uh. <coughs>
0: oh,
1: Okay. Um, what can someone do to make quick money?
0: Hmm. Not podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not our podcast. Maybe if we said things like, you know, the coronavirus is a hoax and that uh, you know, <laughs> man, then then yeah, we could go all Joe Rogan and stuff and you know make <laughs> like tons of money.
0: Um I mean, I'll I'll be controversial here. Uh, Not really. (laughs) I mean, probably the quickest, like, as far as dirty money goes, is going to be OnlyFans. OnlyFans? Yeah.
1: Yeah, OnlyFans is a good way to earn a lot of money. That's true.
0: I mean, like, even, even if you're just, like, some kind of pudgy dad type, like, there are people who will pay for that. And, like, if you're a hot chick, then it's like, why is it even a discussion? It's just... Your your pay pigs await you. Just go make your millions and leave us alone.
1: That's another one. Talk about when we do the other discussion there. Yeah, it, P- it piss- pay pigs, <laughs> huh?
0: Pay pigs, uh, pay pigs. Yeah, that's that's what uh, they call the simp's who oh, I, pay pay bitches to just exist.
1: No, it's it's women that post online and talk down to their audience. Yeah, I. Hate that. That makes me. That makes me want to like, like, just fucking gut punch them hard. Like, <laughs> like, 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 the fact we're like, yeah, you know, I don't just pull my 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 fist back like cock it back like a rock and <laughs> robot. Like I cock it back and I turn myself like a whole hundred eighty degrees. I can like swing. <laughs> like, well, you know, like like the hell the like, old He-Man dolls had that like twist action. Yeah like, yeah, like like that. Like like fucking He-Man swing gut punch when oh, they are we- like. When they're like, you know, I just need someone to show me some appreciation today. Like, Fucking really, dude? Or,
0: when like, we do have that conversation, I've got a, a little quote to read from a famous video that will immediately make you throw that punch. <laughs> so. and,
1: that, and that thing is like, you know, um, like, do you think it's like, what do you guys think? Do you think I'm pretty enough to be, you know, to like whatever? Or like, what do you, and, oh, even the, the worst one is like especially on Reddit, is the, um, you know, um, like, give me an upvote if you would fuck me.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, I hate that.
1: I'm like, like, come on, like, like, stop, 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 stop fucking pandering, dude. Yeah. I mean, there, there are, like, the, the whole hot chick that doesn't know you she's have hot. have sex with me if I was in your room? Yeah. The whole, like, hot chick that doesn't know she's hot, yeah, that's great for Hollywood movies. But well, Come on, we know that shit's not real. If a chick... If a hot chick, she knows she's a hot chick. Oh,
0: right? yeah, yeah, It's,
1: it's never that, that simple, like, that that buttoned-up librarian girl who's all nerdy doesn't realize that if she literally just tweeze her eyebrows a little bit and, you know, and, like, comb her hair, that she wouldn't be hot. Because <laughs> she wants this ridiculous body and mm-hmm. huge tits and everything. It's like, oh, I didn't know that she's like, so shy. I don't know I've never dressed like that. Fuck, fuck you,
0: bitch! You know, like... It's like a whole new you. Yeah. Like, ugh, right... Yeah, so, and, and I hate the ones where it's like, oh, I just know nobody will care about this. <laughs> yeah. Here's well, my pussy for today.
1: I think we talked about that one that one where it's like, you know, my boyfriend said my boobs are too big and broke up with me. <laughs> you should stop dating gay guys then. That's what <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> hey, that's just like saying, no, <laughs> my boyfriend doesn't like the blowjobs I give him because he says he comes too fast. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure, like, what planet you're on, or like, you know, like, but that's those. That's not. That's not a real statement, like, you know. Go back to school. Finish. Finish the sixth grade, and then you'll know actually how to have a real conversation. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So OnlyFans, I was actually going to just say like uh, like grifting. You're not going to get as much with OnlyFans, but grifting is quick money. I have to open up a website. All I got to do is just cheat you out of some money. Hmm. I think, I think grifting is probably just the, the easiest way. So here's, here's a great, a great grift. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's actually just it's stealing, but you can call it grifting. Go to a restaurant.
0: We, we call it hustling. <laughs> Every day I'm hustling. We so, um, hustle. So, um,
1: you know why we're resting you today, right? I know I don't. You were caught stealing. No, that's my side hustle. Like I got my full-time job, but I also need to make a little money on the side, so <laughs> I'm not stealing, that's my side hustle. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, is go to a restaurant. Um you have to kind of you have to know the restaurant first. Let's say like a, um let's say like an Applebee's, okay? Yeah. Go to Applebee's. Make sure that you look somewhat like one of the waiters there, like a black shirt and jeans or something like that. And kind of, if you can't sit away from people or, or look at people at a distance from you, wait until someone's paying cash. And then go up and take the, uh, take the bill. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be in the little, little, the little black, uh, like thing. Yeah. And be like, you know, uh, you walk by and be like, uh, I'm gonna take this now. I'll be right back with your change. You put that shit in your pocket and just walk right out of the restaurant. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's dirty pool, but yeah, you could do that. You could.
1: And you I mean, dress- they didn't
0: if- say legal ways to make quick money. Right. and
1: if you dress the part. Right, they're not gonna think anything of it because sometimes they like just, a lot of times the person that brings you your drinks is not the person that took your order, <laughs> or the person that brings you food is not the person that took your order. Yep, yep. So like somebody else were like, oh, oh, hey, they're busy at this thing. I'm gonna go ahead and take this. Um, you know, uh, do you need a receipt? You know, or you know, is there any change? You're like, okay, and then be right back. And you just walk towards the back. You know, you take the take the cash out, put it in your pocket. Just put the put the you know the the little like a uh. uh bill uh holder whatever you want to call a thing and then just go. Yeah. Of course you've gotta leave the restaurant. You can't just go back and yeah. sit down and, like somebody. you've gotta leave the restaurant when you do that. But
0: yeah. Yeah, you can't like camp out there, but if you do that on like one decent bill, then yeah, you could hit a couple of restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean if if that's the route we're going, then like, you can buy universal keys to like washing machines, such as for like apartments or laundromats, mm-hmm. you can buy those on Amazon pretty cheap, and then just get into the coin box that way. Mm. Um, you can also, if you're carrying a ladder or a clipboard, you can get places that are like employees only or contractors only very easily. Oh yeah. So, like that's not to say that people just leave money laying around those places, but yeah, if you're if you're looking for like criminal access to certain areas, then you're a lot more likely to find money there than you would out on the main floor. <laughs> That's
1: true. You no, know, I hate to tell people this kind of stuff here, but the key to any kind of successful con or grift or anything is just to be confident in what you say and just make it and just act like it's no big
0: deal. Yeah. Like look like you're supposed to be there and you can be anywhere. No, you can go anywhere.
1: And don't do something like like you know, put on headphones and pretend like you like you don't hear anything or whatever. Because that that's a definitely draw attention to yourself because because <laughs> it shows that you're actually trying to block out, pretend like like people are like, you're trying too hard to look inconspicuous. Yep. like you're not paying attention to anybody. You know, um, it's and you just you if as long as you pretend or that you know or you know, act like you're supposed to be there and it's not out of the ordinary, people aren't going to think twice. I used to tell people, um, you know, back when I was doing training. I said, you know, you always have to speak with confidence. Mm -hmm. You always have to speak with confidence. You can tell somebody a absolute lie as long as you speak with confidence. But you can tell somebody the truth and stutter and stammer and they're not going to believe you. Mm -hmm. You So it's like that's what you have to do. Hey, that shouldn't be telling people how to do things, do horrible (laughs) things. But anyway, what one thing can make a wedding instantly
0: better? Um, fighting. I would say, one of them saying I don't. <laughs> yeah, when it comes time to say I do, then they go, or do I? <laughs> no, um, I'm, I mean, you know, neither of us are big on reality TV, but, uh, watching, watching those YouTubers, Ken and Buff, react to, uh, the Gypsy Wedding reality show, I can safely say that fistfights instantly make weddings way more entertaining. Hmm.
1: So, well, you know, if it's a, um, if you really want a fist fight to break out, all you got to do is just throw like a folding chair. Oh, yeah. Instant fist fight.
0: Yeah. I, oh, I, I could start fist fights anywhere I went pretty easily. I'm just too nice. That's my problem.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing you don't want to do is, you know, is get up there and say a little something to the bride and groom. Well, I guess you could and be like... Uh, you're you're so, both such great people. You're lovely people. I'm so glad to have met both of you. And you know, I never would have thought somebody like you would have the capacity to love someone so much and so hard that you can just forgive everything they've done before. Like <laughs> I never would have thought you'd be okay with having sex with the same woman that I had sex with. You know, but but you but you've gotten over it and you love her more than anything else. And I think that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> so kudos to the two of you. that that sort a fight. That that could start fighting, yeah.
1: Because I because mean, the first thing she's gonna say is, "I don't know him." <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I mean, really, pretty much any time somebody stands up during the speak now or for Herber hold your peace thing, mm-hmm. it's instantly gonna be a more a more memorable wedding. Whatever's said at that point, obviously the stupider the better, the more petty the better. I wonder if you get up I know the thing, but like. Boring! And you just walk out the chair. <tree. laughs> that's, that's my new goal. When it comes time for the <laughs> speak now thing, you just stand up and go, GAY! <laughs> <laughs> flip, flip off both fingers and back out of the way. <laughs> I think people would remember that shit. You know what? <laughs> uh, other than that, there's, there's cool little. Uh, Cocktail sausages in the barbecue sauce. Uh, really popular at churches and stuff. Yeah, those those were always an instant hit.
1: You know what would be cool. You know those little snap pop things that you get like for uh, for uh, for like uh, Fourth of July and stuff with fireworks. The ones you throw on the ground, they pop. Oh yeah, little cherry bomb dudes. Yeah. If you like, if you just. Like uh, like sprinkle those all over the floor. <laughs> so when the bride's coming out, just
0: snap snap, 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 snap. That would be fantastic. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So um, we're just giving to the flower girl.
1: Oh yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, but you have to have. Oh, you know what? Short a short wedding. It's long a- if it's. So that's one thing I love about Stax's wedding. Like where we had, like the way it was set up was you went in. And like where you were gonna have the um, the uh what do you call it thing after the wedding the uh, uh, reception yeah the reception like that's where the wedding was we went to the place where the reception was um people all came in there they they talked they blah 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 and it was like oh hey it's time for the wedding he left and she left and they came right back in nice had the wedding. Like all of like, you know, like 10 minutes, and I'm like, all right, good food, good meat, let's get God, let's eat. Let's, 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 let's <laughs> it. Like, and then it was like, and then that was it. And then, and then, and we just sat right back down the same place we were already and had them like, that's I'm spectacular. Like, oh yeah, like
0: that's this is
1: amazing. Yeah, like
0: I don't mind being here now. I would like to see a priest just yada yada a wedding ceremony. Oh, I mean, that would be good, that'd be tight.
1: <laughs> and do you, yeah. Yada yada yada. And, I was like, and, uh, and what I wanted to do was like, is he's going through that like, thing. Um, uh, do you... Um, we're gathered here today to... And he stops and like licks his finger and like, just, like comes through a couple pages. And <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: Ooh, here's a good one. Do you ever regret not telling someone you like them and Why?
0: Hmm. I'm sure if I. <clears throat> I'm sure if I thought it through, there's probably a couple of people where I feel like I should have said something. But really, like, pretty much every time I have gone forward with pursuing things with somebody or telling someone how I feel, it always makes shit really awkward. So.
1: Uh, for, for some reason, part of me wants to do the whole. Like uh, Ben Affleck chasing Amy thing.
0: Oh, yeah. No, if you could have a scene like that, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, that, that would be great. But like, you know, and I can tell by the look on your face as the, you know, it will shut down. But it's like just for that one moment. And then and then the way he, the way he ends that yep. is, you know, no matter what, it's like, and I'm a better person for having met you. And, you know, it's like I'll never need a picture of birds by the diner to remind me of that. Yep that's
0: so great yeah that that scene is beautiful it still gets me choked up to this day uh,
1: and like you can tell uh, it's you know for chemistry it's masterfully filmed too with the rain falling on the window mm-hmm. casting the you know the uh, the shadow in their faces and stuff like it's
0: it's really well filmed yeah and very powerful
1: and it's like it's because of the rain it's like he's
0: crying Mm-hmm. And yeah, so good. Yep, yep, that, that is great. So, yeah, no, if I could have a scene like that, sure, but I also don't have somebody where I've developed the kind of friendship that Holden had with Alyssa. Yeah. To let, or at least not, not that level of friendship with somebody that I would want to pursue a romantic relationship with. Mm. So, yeah, no, um, yeah, like, like I said, there's there's probably like one or two points where it's like, oh yeah, that waitress is cute. I should have asked her out. Sure, but as far as yeah, as far as like really just spilling my guts out, no. Nah, every person that I decided not to do that with proved that I made the right decision. So.
1: Yeah, I can feel that. So here's one I'm not really expecting an answer to, but I just think it's kind of funny. Men have read it. What is it like fucking someone with a lot of ass versus smaller ass? <laughs> <laughs> How deep you can get in. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a lot of ass, you like, you may be lucky to get the t- Like, either either ice Tea is incredibly well hung, which it he probably is. Probably. You know, but... Or, like, he's only getting the tip in. That's a <laughs> lot of ass you gotta, like... I mean, you'd have to, like... If you were gonna fuck Coco-T, you'd have to, like... Put like bungee cords on her <laughs> and they and just pull her and like to get you know, <laughs> uh, And just just know that like if they, if one of them pops or this slip, slips, your ass is gonna go shooting it against the back wall. right? <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah. Um, People and, don't think about that logistics that the logistics of that a lot, but yeah, it could be a problem.
1: I mean, and if it's something on someone like Jennifer Lopez, man, like. The main part of that is you just got to stand in line. (laughs) Oh, slut. Uh, (laughs) No, I shouldn't say that because I don't mind sluts. I think sluts are fine. It's just a whore. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, but they get paid for it. That's legitimate business. Yeah. Just thinking of a term that we don't like to use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't even want to see her on Tuesday or Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, you know, like that—that that word when you look it up in the dictionary, it says "see also Amber Heard." <laughs>
1: oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, so um, but here's the uh, here's here's a uh, real one. Um, so I like this one a lot. What smell always makes you nostalgic for your childhood? Oh,
0: damn, that is a good one. Mm. That is a good one.
1: I'll tell you, there's a couple of smells. Sometimes there's a smell, that I don't know what it is, um, but it's amazing how a smell can immediately just like shake you, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one smell that always gets me is the smell of ozone. Hmm. It always reminds me of the dentist's office. Yeah. And it reminds mm-hmm. me of going to the dentist, leaving the dentist's office, and then the one dentist that I went to as a kid, we had this uh, this little treasure chest. And when you left, you could open the treasure chest and, like, of like, all kinds of, like, you know, shitty little, like, cheap toys in there. Yeah. You could yeah. always get, like, I think maybe two items from the treasure chest. Right. <laughs> so, but that smell of ozone, man, is like, one, I hate that smell. I mean, I hate being <laughs> reminded of that, but yeah, that, uh, that smell is just like, it just immediately makes me think about going to the dentist. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, smell I do like, and I guess this is maybe a childhood thing,
0: is, um, Old books, old books. God, yes.
1: Old books is a great smell.
0: Yeah, that that takes me right back. Plato, like, always kicks up a very specific time period for me. Okay. Uh, but Plato doesn't have the same like, oh, god, yes, that uh, that old books do. Oh yeah, that's that's that is a very big one. Um. So this is going to sound weird because I I never knew exactly what it was, but there was a certain type of vegetation. I'm assuming it was the grass. I think it was like kind of a crabgrass type thing of like the grass at my grandparents' house smelled really bitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it was a really distinctive thing. And, you know, like I said, it might have been like a type of tree that they had or a bush or something. I I know it was was some of the plant life there, but just this, this weird, bitter smell. And it's so rare that I smell it anywhere else. I know that there was, like, one time back when I was still working on printers that, uh, like, I was just driving through a neighborhood to my next location and had the window down and caught a whiff of it. And it was just, like, immediately just like, oh, my God. It just yeah. took me right back there.
1: It's and like, like, uh, I was watching, um I, forget, I was doing something. And I can't remember what it was. And all of a sudden, the theme song to Moonlighting came on, and I'm hmm. like, and, the, and for me, it, it just like, I was just like, holy shit! And I just remember sitting in front of the TV watching that. And it wasn't the thing is, it wasn't like it was this, this feeling of like of comfort, or it was just like it was all of a sudden it was a memory that I had completely forgotten about, mm-hmm. and it just and it just brought all that back and everything. And it's like I remember sitting here and and that, and it's just like, wow. Um it's, it just kind of like, it just brings back this thing there. Um, old books do that for me. Um, you know, ozone, ozone normally catches me off guard. I'm like, I'm yeah, like, oh yeah. God, that smell. Um, <laughs> there it is. And I think there's a per- perfume and I don't know what it is. It might be like, like an old Chanel or maybe it's like a body powder or something like that that mom used to wear when I was growing up. And, uh, and sometimes I smell that and I don't know it. I just catch a whiff of it somewhere. Yeah. And then, it just reminds me of growing up, just, like, being younger and this, like, having
0: that, that smell, you know, like, in the house. Yeah. My mom never really wore perfume that often, unless it was, like, some kind of, like, really special occasion, like Easter church or something, but like, my grandma always had a really distinctive perfume that she wore, and, I mean, she's she passed away years and years and years ago, but i it's like I, it's something I distinctly remember, and I know if I ever smell it again, it's just immediately going to just take me back.
1: That's amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so here we go. You have five minutes to prepare before a guy breaks into your house with the intention to kill you. You cannot exit your house. What is your strategy
0: to survive? I wanna hear your answer first. <laughs> um
1: Well, it's my house. Right. So I already Well, I don't wanna tell you like how because then you'd be like when well, you decide you're gonna kill me, you know <laughs> Um But it's a particular room in my house um that has a uh, a a um Door that has a mirror on it. Yeah. And what I would do is I would open that door so that it's angled a particular way. And uh, so it faces the door to the room. Then stand pretty much like beside the door to the room. Yeah. So that when the person comes in, they come in, they open the door, they look right at the mirror and see what they think is me. Not realizing I'm actually standing right beside him.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, um... I mean, my house is really not laid out super well for defense, but... I mean, five minutes. Five minutes. There are, like, two or three closet areas that are a little more off the beaten trail, like not, not the most obvious place. And the one nice thing about where I'm currently uh, in a situation like that is that the walls are really thin. So wherever they are in the house, I'd be able to hear. So uh, that's what I do is I'd get to one of the far end of the house closets somewhere that they would not expect to, to look first and then just kind of track their movement from there. And then, of course, gun—that would be the solution to the problem. So. Okay. Now I think
1: for me, like a gun would be would be a solution. But I'm like, since I don't know what they have, I just know they're coming to kill me. Right. I don't know. Like, where I would I just sit in the hallway and wait for them? Like, I, I, I don't. Know. <laughs> now, my other idea was they got five minutes. I lay out a really good trap. Yeah, well, I I lay I lay out some really good things here, and I set that bitch on fire. <laughs> I mean, if you're coming to get me, kill me anyway, right? Like, it, it's, it's this is my personal belongings, or you know, or my life, right? Yeah. So yeah, set it on fire. So as soon as you come in there, it's a death trap for both of us. You may kill me, but you're also not getting out of here.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of really good explosives in the anarchist's cookbook. Don't forget, you only have five minutes. Yeah, and
1: don't try. Uh, frozen orange juice concentrate and uh,
0: and gasoline. Oh no, uh, no! Uh, if, you to- if you want to make actual napalm, it's styrofoam and gasoline.
1: You remember club? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah no, I know. I'm just saying they, they changed the recipe for that. But, like, but they never worked for me. <laughs> um, where are we at right now? Uh, we're 42 minutes into the second episode, so hmm. not far from a full two hours.
1: So here's one. You ever randomly get sad and how do you cope with it?
0: Well, that's a little something I like to call depression. So do you ever randomly get sad? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's... Uh, I mean, my depression hasn't been as bad as it used to be, but... Yeah, it used to be, I could, I could actually predict when it was going to happen because it would happen at certain like points of seasons changing or weather changing. Took me a few years to realize that's what it was doing. Now you got it You got it down pat? Uh, not so much because then my situation and stress in life really ramped up and got like super stupid crazy. So, for several years, it was just, like, unending hell on Earth. Mm. So, there was, like, there was no point where I was randomly sad because I was just perpetually sad. But now things are pretty cool. So. Okay. Um, yeah, sometimes, I, I
1: mean, that does happen. And, uh, like, how do I cope with it? Cope with, like, I cope with everything. I just keep moving forward. And it's only, through, for me, in my eyes, it's only you can do. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Shit, shit's, like, you know bothering you or anything you just keep moving forward because
0: you have no choice Mm -hmm. although I will say I've developed quite a taste for alcohol over the past few years so there's that that's not a good coping mechanism don't don't take my advice on that
1: (laughs) I'm I'm kind of hoping they weren't there you're like oh yeah just get drunk a lot no no it's it's not not a way to cope that's a way to avoid
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah it's a way to avoid um I mean, I, I do try to make a point of not getting drunk, but I still drink a lot. So. Absinthe is where it's at, man. Hmm. Absinthe and scotch. Not together. Separately. They're good. I, I don't think I've ever tried that. Oh, if you haven't I tried it's just... absinthe, it's, I mean, it tastes like licorice, but... I haven't had absinthe yet, either. Yeah, it's it's strong as hell. Okay, how's
1: this one? How would you describe the taste of a dick?
0: Well. <laughs> <laughs> Lick
1: your arm. There you go. That's what a dick tastes like. Is it? I mean, it's, your, it's just the body part.
0: I mean, yeah, but... Your arm is also not, like surrounded by ball sweat and all that.
1: Well, I mean, neither did, Oh, no, I was going to say neither did you worry It's... I can imagine it would be like... It's like the dick itself doesn't taste any worse or better than anything else. I mean, it's just, it's just skin. I mean... Yeah. So if, like, if you've been out sweating and stuff and you're running around and then you said you want to go to like a... Because they eat later that night, you're going to your skin is gonna have that, that same kind of like taste and, and feel to it. Yep. Yeah. Mm, that's not really a real question. No, I just thought it was kind of funny. Um let's see. Uh, let's see where's that. And we can make this the last one. Okay. I just saw what I was going to. Damn, where is that? (laughs) Ah, shit, I now can't find it. Um, The dick one threw me off. (laughs) (laughs) As it does. No, I'll tell you what a, a new a new topic then. Since we, um, right. um, you never you never told me what you thought about uh, when I thought you had an answer for the uh, for the Alice in Wonderland thing. You never you never asked asked me any questions.
0: Okay, shock my memory.
1: So, and uh, was it in Alice in Wonderland, or was it like like through the looking glass. Is the question when is a raven like a writing desk?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I totally forgot to respond to that.
1: Yeah. Well I, I actually came up with an answer. I don't know that it's the answer, but I actually have <laughs> a answer. And it's a very good answer. Absolutely. So I was like, and I was laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. And so I don't know about you, but when I go to bed, I um sometimes sometimes I, I have to be like like after we record today, I'm gonna go to bed and I'm gonna be out. Just bam, right? Yeah. So but then sometimes I go to bed and um, and I can't um, like I can't just immediately fall asleep. I've got to kind of get my mind to to kind of relax or something. Yeah. So I'll just pick a pick some kind of like thought. Yeah, I'll let my mind kind of work on that. Nothing, nothing work related. Whatever. Just let my my mind work on that. So um, so as I was laying in bed trying to determine something, I was like, oh, hey, what be a good thing? I was like, oh, what about the. Uh, When's a raven like a writing desk?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, okay, when is it raven? When's a raven like a writing desk? I'm like, um, when? Uh, well, I don't know. So I started thinking of like different things. That like, when's a raven like a writing desk? And I was like, I really don't know. So I'm like, what does a writing desk do? Right? Well, I'm like, okay, you write it. It's like you know, it's just the desk that you write at, I'm like. Right, when's a raven like that? Like, what, when you take one's finger, his feathers and use it as a uh, quill? Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't really know. Like, I don't, and then I was thinking, as I was thinking through all that, um, let's say, when's a raven like a writing desk? And I started thinking about the, um, the Edgar Allan Poe story, The Raven. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that. I was like, huh, maybe that's it. Like, maybe that's the, the key. Because, yeah the um the the question though is that is that thing like your know, raven riding desk whatever, but like how do you like when when is anything like like what do what do you do with the riding desk like how do the two of them match up in any way right mm-hmm. um it could be a quill but that's not really answering the question that like, the raven is not like the riding desk because the writing desk would just hold the quill the raven is the quill so I just was thinking I was like what is it what is it what is it what is it, what is it? And that was and the raven part is like okay, what about a raven? What about it? And then I was like, oh, maybe it has something to do with something else. Like, and so for some reason, um, I couldn't think of um, of Lewis Carroll's name. And so, but I, for some reason, Edgar Allan Poe kept popping in my head. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, well, let me think about it like that. Um, so, uh, so now you're familiar with the. Uh, sorry, I had to let my chair down. You're so, sorry? Like, so you're familiar with the. Uh, with the Edgar Allan Poe story, the the Raven, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell me about the Raven. Um,
0: it's been a while. Um, the dude is. Wait, I'm, I'm the dude it. is awakened at night. He, like, the Raven is in his house. It keeps saying Nevermore, Adam.
1: Nevermore, Adam. Nevermore. At him. Oh, so yeah. Up and at them, at him, up and at them, up and at him, up and at him, up and at him. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna read the raven here if I can. I think I should be able to. Hmm. Is it really long? I don't think it's that long. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't remember how long it is, but it's it's fairly quick. Somebody scanned in some page with some book with like
1: brownish, like tea-colored page. Like, nope, not reading that one. Yeah, it's kind of long. Yeah. Oh. But I'll I'll try my best not to make it long or to rush through it. Okay. So once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as if as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Thank you, Matt Graining, for making it so that as I listened, to this only thing I could think of is the Simpsons. Tis <laughs> um, some job, visitor, man. I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinct! I distinctly remembered it was the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, From my books of surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, Named here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain Thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. "'Some vi- late visitor entreating cha- entrance at my chamber door. That it, "'That it is and nothing more.' "'Presently my soul grew stronger, "'hesitating, then no longer. "'Sir,' I said, "'Sir,' said I, or madam, "'truly your forgiveness I implore. "'But the fact is that I was napping, "'and so gently you came rapping, "'and so faintly you came tapping, "'tapping at my chamber door.' that I scarce was sure I heard you, here I opened the door wide, darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into the darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dreamed to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word Lenore. This I wondered, and an echo murmured back the word Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, I said, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what, there, what threat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance uh, made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mind of lore or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon the bust of Pallas just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this, elbow, uh, this ebony bird, beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it roar. Though my crest be shorn and shaven, though I said, art no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore, tell me what thy lordy name is on the night's uh, Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marvel this, unid, this ungainly foul to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little revelance. reverence, uh, rever- ah relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his his chamber door, with such name as Nevermore. Mm -hmm. But the raven, sitting lonely on the palace uh, bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour, Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will have leave me as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock in store. Caught from under some unhappy master, Whom unmerciful disaster, Followed fast and followed faster, Till his songs one burden bore, Till the dirge of his hope, That melancholy burden bore, Of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, Straight I willed a cushioned seat In front of bird and bust and door. Then upon my velvet sinking I betook myself to linking, Fancy unto fancy, thinking what this omniscient bird of yore. What his grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore. Men, and crowing, men crowing, croaking, thou nah, never more. This I sat engaged in quest, guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now bore into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at easy, at ease reclining, on the cushioned velvet lining that the lamplight gloated over, but whose velvet uh, ve- but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight glowing o'er, she shall press I uh, nevermore. Okay. Um, here we go. Then methought the air grew denser, perfume from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the uh, tufted floor. Wretch, I cried. Ah, shit. What happened? It just dissipated on me. So.
0: <laughs> yes, I remember that part.
1: <laughs> Wretch! Ah, shit!
0: Oh, it's what just, happened? A, It's
1: a new translation. It's uh, King James. Um. Okay. Wretch, I cried. Thy God hath meant thee by these angels he hath sent thee. Respite. 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 And nip. Ne- Nepenth? Well, that's a word I'm not familiar with. Yeah, that's a new one on I me. Mean. I'm sure it's a perfectly prominent word. Uh, Respite and Nepenth from th- uh, thy memory of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind nepen- Nepenth, and forget this lost Lenore. Quote the raven, nevermore. Prophet, I said, thing of evil, profit still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether temptest toss thee, thee here ashore. Desolate, yet all undaunted on his desert land enchanted. On this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore. Is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quote the Raven, nevermore. So, let's see, gets a little bit more here. Um, so, uh, it says, uh, it's again with a prophet and thing of evil. By that heaven that bends us, uh, bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell the soul with sorrow laden if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name, name Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Quote the raven, nevermore. Be that word I sign parting, bird or friend, I shrieked upstarting, upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's nice plutonian shore. Leave no black uh, plume as a token of thy of that lie that ah, sorry again. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, "Nevermore." And the raven, never fitting, still is sitting, still is sitting. On the palace just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon that is dreaming. And the lamp light over him streaming streaming, throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore.
0: Hmm? So that's it. Hmm. It's been a while since I'd heard it.
1: All right, so that's the Raven. So I'm going to go to Wikipedia real quick here. Um, so it says, yeah, um, the poem is often noticed for his uh, musicality, stylized language, and supernatural atmosphere. It tells of a talking Raven's mysterious visit to a distraught lover, tracing the man's slow descent into madness. The lover, often identified as a student, is lamenting the loss of his love. Lenore, sitting on a busted palace, the Raven seems to further distrust the protagonist with his constant repetition of the word, Nevermore um and all that so i'm gonna get to the uh synopsis here mm. I, I just read this whole thing um it says here amused by the raven's comical serious disposition the man asks the bird tell him his name the raven's only answer is never more the narrator is surprised that the raven can talk though at this point It has said nothing further. Narrator remarks himself that his friend, the raven, will soon fly out of his life just as other friends have flown before, along with his previous hopes. As if answering, the raven responds again, nevermore. Narrator reasons that the bird learned the word nevermore from some some unhappy master, and that is the only word he knows. Even so, the narrator pulls his chair directly in front of the raven, determined to learn more about it. He thinks for a moment in silence and then his mind wanders back to his lost Lenore. He thinks of the air, he thinks the air grows denser and feels the presence of angels and wonders if God is sending him a sign that he is to forget Lenore. The bird again replies in a negative suggesting he can never be free of his memories. The narrator becomes angry, calling the raven a thing of evil and a prophet. Finally, he asks the raven whether he will be reunited with Lenore in heaven. When the raven responds with his typical nevermore, he's enraged and calls the bird a liar, commands it to return to the Plutonian shore, and it does uh, but it does not move. At the time of the poem's narration, the raven is still sitting on the bust of palace. Raven casts a shadow on the chamber floor, and the respondent narrator laments that out of his shadow his soul, his soul shall be lifted nevermore. Okay? Uh huh. Alright. So what does that mean?
0: What do, you, what do you mean what does it mean <laughs> I mean, like, you've, like you like you pretty much just summarized it
1: okay so I'm saying what does it mean to you though
0: to me um, based off of that that there's certain things that you're just not gonna escape from okay. So it seems like a lot of it he's asking for some type of reprieve or some type of escape. And that's where it keeps coming back to the raven saying never more.
1: Right. So, in this, the guy knows the... the He knows that the raven says never more. And he knows that that's the only thing it says. He asks questions, but he knows the only thing he's ever going to say is never more. That's mm-hmm. all it ever says is never more. Never more. So if um so if uh if you know that these people are um if you know that the um uh, that this thing's only going to say one deal right it's only going to um it's only going to say one sentence, which is never more then why would you continue to ask it questions about uh like like will i ever see my love again mm-hmm. what's it going to say never more Am I ever going to be rid of my feelings for her? What's it he going to say? Never more. But you already know that, don't you?
0: Yeah. Because that's all it ever says. So then the question is: Is he expecting a different answer, or right? Like is he deluding himself here?
1: And the and the question, uh, the the thing in the, in the summary says, well, that he's asking a question, but he knows that he's asking it. These questions is going to give a negative response, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows what the answer is, but he continues to ask the question to get that answer because he's like, you know, will I ever be free of this? Oh, woe is me. He's, he, you know, he's depressed. He's down on his, on his luck, or I guess he's just down himself emotionally because he's like, are you going to leave me just like everybody does? Eventually, you'll leave me too. Mm-hmm. Just like everybody does, just, just like Lenore left me, right? You know, like everybody left, and you're going to leave me too. Right, right. And he's like, you know, will I ever be free of you? And the raven says, nevermore. It didn't say, he doesn't say, like, um, are you ever going to, are you going to leave me too? Yeah. Right. Or like, a, like, um, uh, like, a, or like, will you be leaving soon or something like that? Or like, you know, he asked, he asked in a way so that the question is nevermore, you know? So knowing that basically his question is going to be, um, is going to be answered never more, you can pretty much ask any question you want.
0: Mm-hmm. To get any answer you want. and you Yeah, you can ask it any way that you want. To get the answer you want. Uh-huh.
1: So, the Raven came out in uh, 19, 1845. Alice in Wonderland came out in
0: 1865.
1: hmm Alice in Wonderland came out after the Raven. Mm-hmm. So... When is a raven like a writing desk when you can use it to create the answer you want? Yes. If you're sitting at a writing desk, you can write down any answer you want or whatever you want. And if you use the raven story, which came out 20 years before Alice in Wonderland as your basis for this, when are they alike? It's like when you can basically formulate the question to get the answer that you want. Right, right. So that's the answer. Maybe that'd be not not the answer, but it's an answer.
0: Yeah, it's a valid answer. I like it. Thank you.
1: Ask what happens when it's 3 o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep and you're <laughs> just laying there in bed and you're like, hey, what can I think about to try to, like, give my mind something to work off of?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So there you go. That's at when Raven Raven's, like, writing desk. That's cool. Yeah, I don't think that, that Lewis Carroll ever had um, an answer in mind. I think he was just writing some shit down, mm-hmm.
0: but yeah. Yeah, you never know. He he was an interesting dude.
1: Well, I mean, so, Lewis Carroll was big in LSD in Little Girls. Yep. I don't know if... Got an entire photo album. Uh, I don't know if Edgar Allan Poe was interested in Little Girls, but I do know he was a big fan of the opium.
0: Oh, yeah. And Absinthe.
1: <laughs> so... Chasing the Green Fairy. You know what they say. Absinthe made the heart grow fonder. <laughs> so... So, I think it's safe to say that you have these two guys who, you know, have their own, like, uh, uh, that they, they're both bound by drugs, even though they're different types of drugs. But mm-hmm. let's be honest here. If you, um, if you're like, uh, smoking opium and you're drinking absinthe, there's probably a good chance that you've used LSD. Oh, yeah. At least once. And if you're, if you're using LSD, you don't go from like, from like 18th or 19th century, you know, like weed LSD, you know, like right, you, know, right. you, you you kind of work your way up there. So, so the guys probably shared similar advices and, and probably saw each other or he was seeing him as being a, uh, a common, um, like brother in writing. Yeah. Kindred spirit. Yeah. So anyway, so there you go. Yeah. That is how a raven is like a writing desk. I've answered the age-long question. <laughs> I feel good about myself.
0: I dig it. So, on that note, we are at the two-hour and nine-minute mark. Oof. But hey, not bad. Not bad. We got two good episodes out of this.
1: Yeah, I feel good with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I have been a Comey, And I have been tired as hell. It is almost four o'clock in the morning. Yep, yep, yep. And when is a Turk 182 like a freaking piece of marble <laughs> when they're a cold
0: slap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, on that note, yeah, I think we're going to go to bed.
1: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why are electric bicycles a thing? What lazy motherfucker, like, is like, you know what? I'm too scared to ride a motorcycle. I think I'm too cool to ride a moped. And I'm too lazy to actually ride a real bike. So I'm gonna pay a couple thousand
0: dollars for an electric bike. Yeah. That goes I mean, against the whole biking thing. I mean... Huh, yeah, I think I think that's it exactly. It's like, it's a weird mix of of yuppie and cheapskate because they don't want to buy a real car.
1: Cheapskate. And lazy. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, all mm. those things. I'm like, but... It's, I mean... Do, uh, an electric bike, really? An electric bike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right I'm, all
0: right. I'm out of here. Well, bye, everybody. Zang, yo. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh... Let's give them a hand.